Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you here on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us at Super Talk Mississippi, at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in... I can't find one. None, none, Moss Point. Moss Point is what we're going with today. Home of Kevin Fant, is that right? There's a, I mean, we could, we could be here a few minutes talking about football players who came from, from Moss, Moss Point. Point. Yeah, they used to be a they used to be a do very you fertile ground. Demarius Bilbo. Yes, I do. Great quarterback. I think he went to Georgia Tech. Yes. You know what he does now? What? He is the top NFL agent for clutch sports. You know, Rich Paul's that represents LeBron. LeBron. He is the head of their NFL division. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's a great Mississippi success success story. From Moss Point, Mississippi. From Moss Point, quarterback of Moss of the Moss Point Tiger. I think I'm pretty sure they won a state championship with him. So, and Kevin Fant was from Moss Point too. He was right? from Moss Point. Played so, at Moss Point. Yeah. Couple of pretty good quarterbacks coming up. Oh yeah, Moss Point. It's we could do a whole show on high school football, but like Moss Point used to be, like you had South Panola in the north, and you had Moss Point in the south. Yeah. And they Moss Point power, and then not not so much anymore. I don't hear I, much from them anymore. Yeah, that's a. They, they need to get they need to get Fant down there to get the uh, get, bring the glory back. Well, where is Fant right He's now? He's in Van Cleve. Van Cleve, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they got to bring their their native. Got to bring home. them back. So, I love a good high school football discussion. Wherever Me you are, too. I could we could have, we, we could do this do whole that, show yeah. on high school football. You should you should. I mean, I know you got to write, but it's a shame you can't be a part of the high school the scoreboard show they do. Yeah, because you and Will East, I think well, that would be a good, good combination, but. High school sports is my deal, man. I know. That I know. is that's nobody right in my wheelhouse. You cover it better than anybody. Anyway, wherever you are in our great state, if you want to drink Strange Brew Coffee every single morning, you just gotta go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it. It's right there. And uh we appreciate that. Also a shout out to uh whoever it was, I think it was a friend of mine that put up a put me up a gift card at uh at Strange Brew, but it says also is good for a, a double scoop at Turn and Spoon. Oh how about that? So they know me. They know me. I the appreciate scoop it. is where I would go. The yeah. coffee would go to my wife. Yeah, but the that, scoop would now, go to finally my Finally, I can stomach. get something for myself. I'm That's excited. right. I'm excited. Uh, College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for or the black and white merchandise that you are looking for because they have reloaded on the uh, Leech State T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, and uh, sweatshirts and hoodies. Those are those are quickly climbing up. Probably the most purchased item I've ever seen. It's incredible. Like going to the game Saturday and like walking through the crowd and how many people are wearing those shirts. Yeah, and like this it's unreal Christmas. If you were a fa- fan, a friend with Mississippi State fans on Christmas, literally everybody got one. Like everybody who showed their gift pictures, somebody got that sweatshirt. Except for you and me. Except for you and me. Maybe one day. Eh, they don't make them my size, probably. 
We're the ones that have brought state to the forefront, I feel like. We did it. We deserve all the state. Well, I think Mike Leach Merchant deserves Mike. some of the credit, too. Let's give him some credit. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Because I, I never saw that hoodie until yeah. he wore it. Yeah. Well, I guess his wasn't the hoodie. It was the crew neck. He wore but, the crew neck, yeah. Yeah. He. I mean, those are absolutely because of him. But yeah. the... The We've done a good job. State of, coming of back it. into the yeah. the forefront. The yeah. women were wearing the state cream. We're, we're, we're going to continue our our quest. I'm going to talk to Sam Purcell too. I think those should be the right. permanent uniforms. I'm just saying. I, play I, good I'm going to try to make good that play good. That's true. All right. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler. I was at the guest room uh, this weekend. With I was I, I was there with some friends of the program. Shout out to those guys. And uh, I, I'm really upset. I, I missed that. You missed out. You missed out. You were invited. They, they were they had one question where is Bob Falk but that doesn't matter what Blame. does matter no no, no 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 we don't we don't name names we're not gonna... friends of the program okay friends of the program well redact that that name it's too late now guys next time you do this I'm there all right um but anyway great drinks there I mean the the the, the drinks were, were great the food I hadn't had their jambalaya pasta in quite a while that is such a damn good dish. It is so good. Sausage, chicken, shrimp, oh pasta, salt. I mean, it's just delicious. All the guys. I was the only one who didn't get a steak, by the way. Six other guys, they all got fillets. I, was I like, probably would have got a steak. I was like, I just want some pasta here. But the and steaks the best looked app, really, really and good. And the best apps out and there. And then my, the, they were like, do you want to get dessert? And I just looked at them. I was like, what do you think? You think I want to get dessert? And so they were like looking at What should we get? I was like, all right, I'm taking over. And I was like, bring us... Three, or, three orders of stuffed pancakes. And they were like, stuffed pancakes? I was like, you just trust me on this one. Everybody was eating it up. So I'm so upset. Yeah, you missed out. Great time at the guest room. It's always a great time at restaurant. Tyler. Robbie, I don't remember a, a January like this for news. Like, we are not going to lead with the fact that Mississippi State beat Ole Miss in men's basketball. Mm-hmm. We're not leading with it. That's going to be towards the end of the show. We got to start with football again. I'm going to make a declaration here. I'm taking myself out of the shooting match here for trying to find out who this offensive coordinator is. All right. I'm going to let whoever breaks it break it and I'll retweet you. But I believe there is misinformation being dealt with coming from Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State is like messing with people. Yeah. Or they, they are tired of leaks and they are trying to smoke somebody out. I think that's the case over there. I don't think we're going to know who this guy is until we know who this guy is. I agree with that. I, th- I think that the, the issue is we have a new coaching staff headed by an, a new coach that none of us have dealt with um, outside of just you know a few media events and, and things like that. Right. And I think there's just very little information that's getting out from that inner circle. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing's happened with the AD search, by the way. Yeah. The stuff that's going – that's – that's coming out right now, whether it be, you know, from some of us or from posters, people on the internet, it just seems like a big jumbled mess. And, you know, I include a, a lot of us in that as well with the media. We're, we're, we're trying to report what we can, but I just don't think that anybody knows what's going on right now. And Agreed. that's, that's not, I mean, people would say, well, Zach Arnett too. I don't, necessarily agree with that i think zach arnett and his staff are doing their due diligence and they're probably doing what they need to do behind the scenes i just think that we don't know what's going on so if you're i mean i'm just gonna be blunt the message board is a disaster it right is. now. it's an absolute disaster and i love every single one of you guys um i love you very much 
But you guys have got to calm down. I mean, it is just – I can't look at it. I really can't. And it, uh, some people are, are saying, you know, we don't ever get information on here, which is complete garbage considering the amount of information that you get ahead of time on our, on our website uh, each and every week. But I digress on that. Commitments, coaching search, all that stuff, you get more than your share on that. So if you're one of those people that say that you don't get – any information, you're not getting any, any information on our site, just be quiet. But anyway, uh, back to the original um, conversation, I guess, before mm-hmm. I blacked out there, I'm sorry. It's all right. Um, I just don't think that right now there's a whole lot of accurate information out there across the in, entire landscape. I agree. It's just, and I don't blame anybody for I th- that. I, th- I just th- think I that think it's... I think some of that is by design. Yeah, it probably is. There's probably some things being thrown around. I mean, I've heard enough things on the Bobo thing. I, I have no clue what to believe. I've heard from people that I trust that Mike Bobo was going to be the next offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I've also heard from people that I trust that that was complete BS. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the first time in a long time that I've just had no clue what's going on. I got no feel for it, so I'm, I'm just going to take myself out of it. We're, and we're going to continue I'll, to... We're going to report con- rumors, but I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not, you're not going to hear me say, I think... He's the next until he's until it's done. When I see Pete Thamel, Ross Dellinger, Brandon Marcello come, yeah. come with information, pass it along to you. Um, if you're not following them, you can follow me. You know, follow the me. only thing that I know for sure is Kendall Bryles was a serious situation. Agreed. And, and Mississippi State was in that the was mix a real for thing. him. Um, at the end of the day, I think the ability to know what he has at Arkansas and know that he has his quarterback coming back, I think that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And he also got a good chunk of change from Arkansas. I think State could have paid him very well. Mm -hmm. But I said this the day before all that ended, that I didn't think, you know, if it was like a bidding war, I didn't think State was going to win that against Arkansas. I think they would find money for Kendall Bryles. Mm -hmm. They have more resources than Mississippi State. They do, but at some point with an offensive coordinator, you have to say. They they probably would, but I I don't know if Mississippi State was going to go out there and break the bank and pay him. I think. I mean, at what point do you say? No, you're right, you're right. I mean, what are we talking about? Three million? Are you well, paying the same as that's Zach the thing, Garnett? Especially when you have a, a lowly, a low paid coach. Yeah. Only making three, three point five in that. Three, I thought. Three, okay, three. You only have so much wiggle. I mean, when you're if you're Ole Miss, right? You're paying your coach nine million dollars a year. Yeah. Nine million dollars a year. Imagine paying someone nine million. But you could you could pay somebody two point five. Yeah. And it's it's not that big a deal. But well, I think state's willing to pay a coordinator over two million. I think so too. But that's you're getting into the area, it's like, God, he almost makes as much as the head coach. Why didn't you just make him the head coach? Yeah. So I like a theory that a friend of mine presented in a group text. He's like, once Browse was out, Arnett was like, I need to take my time. You know, like Browse was obviously the first choice. That was the guy he wanted. Once he didn't get him, he's like, I need to take my time because this is the hire that's going to define my tenure. Yes. so Very important hire. And I don't think we're giving Zach Arnett enough credit here. I think we're trying to make him – I think with all the news that's come out and it's been so all over the place, <laughs> I think it's made Zach Arnett look like he has no idea what he's doing. And I just – I refuse to believe that Zach Arnett is that kind of person. He's very detailed-oriented. He's one of those guys that is very measured in, in what he does. And let's be honest, I mean, every hire that he's made so far has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of people that aren't happy about the Will Friend hire. I think it's an excellent hire. I think Will Friend is highly regarded in coaching circles. I think that he does a really good job recruiting, and I think he's a good fit for Mississippi, uh, considering he's a Mississippi guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you did make a good point, though. Like, 
selling that to to Mississippi kids for a guy that didn't go to Mississippi State. It's tough. It's tough, but I think you know another but, guy. But Terrell Buckley did it. Terrell Buckley did it. Um, Marcus Johnson did it for a guy that went to Ole Miss. Yeah. So I think that could be easily overcome. And you're also talking about a completely different time and era. Yeah. Um. In in the state of Mississippi, and, and Will Friend was what like the like the early nineties. Not I say not uh, when you think about like seventeen, eighteen year old kids. Like not only do they probably not remember Will Friend, the high school player and the college player, their parents might not either. Right. Well, you got parents that are in their mid thirties right now with yeah. with these kids. So, and I also don't think that Will Friend necessarily means you're going to run a certain type of offense. Right. I've seen people say like, "Well, you hire Will Friend, so you're running the power offense." I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, these right. people always, I, f- I feel like, put labels on a lot of coaches. Agreed. Um, we talked about you know Jason Washington last year, and it was kind of puzzling that he was named running backs coach. That turned out to be a good move, I thought, by by Mike Leach, uh, just seeing how he did with the running backs and, of course, his recruiting. Uh, they had, he had no issues, and that's a guy that's never coached running backs. So – I think that coaches can adapt. Coaches can do things that they don't normally do. They're they're pretty flexible people. So I, I don't think that Will Friend being hired means anything about Mississippi State's offense. Correct. I think that, to me, it's a move by Zach Arnett to get a guy that's a really good recruiter that has also been in the SEC and knows what he's doing and um, have him in, in on the staff. Uh, that That's what that – feels like and it feels like it's a recruiting ties. move more than anything else yeah yeah, yeah. so uh you know i don't really put a whole lot of stock into that right so the search continues um being reported that zach arnett's headed to the the annual coaches convention that we've talked about in the past as a place where you know dan mullen did a lot of work getting coaches there yeah um hired peter serpin there well you know not everything can be a grand slam yeah um so we'll see you know it, it could be later this week the good news is and we'll talk a little bit about this in a second, but from a, a recruiting standpoint, from a transfer standpoint, all you really need offensively, all you really truly need is another quarterback. And that quarterback is likely to be a backup anyway. And there's going to be a whole bunch of them after spring when that transfer window opens up. So there's there's no real rush. Yeah. And pe- people are trying to rush that. Right. How many spots are we talking about right now? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you don't, now, now that you're getting away from the leech air raid, you don't truly need another receiver, right? You, you got plenty. Yes. You don't need a running back. If, if you find a difference maker out there. Right. A difference maker is one thing, but. But just you got Xavier one, Thomas, too, back. Yeah, so and that, that's the, like getting one. Then you also have, you know, at running back, I mean, I'm sure they'd like a fifth guy, but between Marks, Price, Pittman, and Davis, you should be okay. You don't really need another You should be back. okay, right? On the offensive line, you've got plenty of guys there. The main thing you need on offense is a tight end. Mm-hmm. That's what you don't have. But that again, you gotta get that's where you do have to have the coordinator. But my guess is there's gonna be tight ends out there. And yeah, you and you have Antonio Harmon, who feel you feel like you can convert him to a tight end. Yeah. They had um we're gonna talk about Chris Keys. They had him on campus this weekend. They yeah. had um the kicker on campus, I forget his name. Um, from UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. He, I saw him at the bas- basketball game. He was with Eric Mealy, which has to be a good sign that Eric Mealy is being retained, which we've we've heard would be the case. Nicholas Bar Mira. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing a hyphen on his uh, name mm-hmm. tag. And then uh, I believe they had Simeon Blair from Arkansas. He came in today is what Paul reported. Yeah, so 
you know, it looks like they're just trying to sew up a few things in the defensive backfield. You'll take an offensive lineman if he comes along. That's a difference maker. Right. But again, that's not a priority. Yeah. Wide receiver, not nearly as much a priority. And you remember, you got you might remember with the offensive line, you signed a four star JUCO kid. Right. Maybe he can give you some depth. And you got you feel like Percy Lewis should step forth this year too. You should, and you got all your starters returning outside of LeQuinson Sharp. Sharp. Right. So you're good on the offensive line. Quarterback has now emerged as a uh, as a need mm-hmm. out of the portal. But again, I mean, what is that going to look like? It kind of that was going to be hard to get, regardless. Yeah, even if Mike Leach was still here. Yeah, you know, that, now if Mike Leach is here, probably Robertson and Locke aren't out. But if somebody comes in, it's going to be either the offensive coordinator saying, "I cannot run this offense with Will Rogers. You're going to be the guy," or or it's going to be a guy that you say, "Hey, come in here." It's going to be out of multiple years, you know, like a Jack Abraham guy. It could a yeah. guy that has two or three years left. Mm-hmm. Hey, come in here and yeah. compete. You have a you, you have might get it this year, but you certainly have a chance next year. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the offensive coordinator thing is going to knock over so many dominoes. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm just glad it's not Mike Bobo. That's all I have to say. It's not Mike Bobo. That was a that, that would have been an that was a disaster. very interesting few hours. It really was. For us I, on, uh, I don't, on Friday, and again, I I do not know what the truth is on that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I have always an idea g- what I think is the truth. I do too, but and I think that the truth was that it was a lie. I think that's a possibility. I think mm. that's a distinct possibility. But um, you know, I'm not going to lie to anybody about no. my about my thoughts and my uh, you know where things are. I have no clue what's going on right now. Yeah. Like I like I'm I'm honestly I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. And a lot of times we we have a good idea about where things are heading. Yeah, I don't don't have a clue. I don't have a good idea. Have, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to present you uh, you know garbage and say this is filet mignon. Right, I don't, like, right, right. I, I honestly have no idea what's going on right now. I'm sure some clarity will come along in time. Well, we'll and get we'll, clarity soon enough. We will know probably before things happen, like what's going to happen. Yeah. But as as we stand on Sunday at 4.48 p.m., mm-hmm. don't have a clue, don't have a clue. what's going on. I All just right. think that you know Mississippi State will hire someone as an offensive coordinator. Well, that that I can record, report Breaking news. with uh, – with with real certainty that there will indeed be a new offensive coordinator uh, for Mississippi State. All right, we think. Now I feel pretty confident. Uh, you mentioned him just a second ago. Let's talk about him. All right, Mississippi State did pick up a transfer uh, commitment this week. Christopher Keys from Indiana, uh, six foot one, 190 pounder, uh, played came as a cornerback out of high school. But will be a safety for Mississippi State. Only had a couple offers out of high school: Indiana and Jackson State. I guess that was prime, right? Class of twenty twenty. Um, would it? No, that wouldn't be prime. Yeah, that would have been because John Hendricks' last class. Yeah, then, that yeah. would have been his. That would have been Prime came in. Yeah. after that class okay. was signed. So Indiana ends up getting him. It was his only Power Five offer from Collins, Mississippi. Um, one thing that is for sure, there's so many keys down there. Yeah, it's, that's 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 the, the, the keys are to that area. What Pegues 
are to Batesville area, yep. what like outlaws are to the Starkville area. And in Louisville, the Gosses. Gosses, yes. There's a lot. The uh, um, the uh, Leadbetters. Yeah. People like that. Yeah. I got you. It's Augustinelli's in Vicksburg. Oh, is it? Just, just so many of them. Uh, Bunch of hate ads down there. <laughs> there's not. There's only one right now. Well, was, I mean, she got my mom, who's you know by marriage. She's still uh, running things. Yeah, she, she she was the power behind the throne when she worked at City Hall. Of course, she was the boss Tammany of Vicksburg. <laughs> I'm sorry, the boss Tweed Tammany Hall. Um. Anyway, Chris Keys. So that's now of the of states three transfers all in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Radar Jones, all from the Kamara, state of Mississippi. All, all Mississippi kids who came back to Mississippi State. I think that's going to be a theme over the next couple of years that transfer. A lot of these kids who go out of state in Mississippi are going to make their way back home. I, I feel very confident. When you look at – I don't think Jaheim Otis is a good example of that because he's going to be a star at Alabama. Yeah. But a lot of these kids who have, have made the decision to go out of state, they're going to go for a year and they're going to be like, eh, it's not really working out the way I thought it would. So, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, like – the last couple of years, who who would be a good example of that? But I mean, Dante Dowdle was a guy to that's watch. One, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I, I'm not saying he's not going to work out there, but I mean, how many kids go up to Oregon and and stay up there from Mississippi? You know, Percy Lewis was committed. I mean, to Trey Renson didn't. No, so you know, the odds are in the transfer portal era that he could come open. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So you know, we'll see what happens. Looking ahead to like looking like it last year, right? Uh, no, I don't want that. I want. Why did it do that? Y- y'all's website doesn't make sense sometimes. Just want to point that out to you. Your website doesn't make sense. Wrong. Okay, so just looking back, like Branson Robinson. <sighs> I mean, he's with, probably you know he's the thing with Georgia. He played a little bit this year. He played a little bit. The thing with Georgia though is they're always going to recruit four and five star running backs. Yeah. So you just never know. You might get recruited over, and with Mississippi State changing its offense, it could be more attractive to him. Um, Stone Blanton at South Carolina. I think that bridge is probably burned. Yeah, and he, you know, he seems to like it up there, and mm-hmm. they like him a lot. I don't know if he'll be, you know, super productive, but mm-hmm. he's he's a guy that they're really, really excited about. So. The other two guys we're talking about, I, I have no memory of Jordan Anthony, who ended up going to Kentucky as an athlete. Don't have any, have no idea who that guy is. I, the name sounds familiar, but I don't. Number like, nine player in the state last year is a four star kid. And then Aaron Bryant, the defensive tackle out of uh, South Haven, who went to yeah. Texas. Not only, I mean, two things to watch there. Not only, you know, being homesick, but secondly, I mean, Sarkeesian is going to be in winter go-home mode next year with Arch coming in. So, Well, and a lot of these guys, like, they, you know, a lot of them don't pan out and then they go to a lower level. That's true, I mean, too. They, state, state just doesn't even recruit them. Yeah, that's true. So. State just offered Jacoby Albert, I think, from uh, Kentucky. From Kentucky, yeah. Yeah, so that's... That's a, a guy to watch. He was, what did he play at Kentucky? He He's was a defensive at, back. DB. So I mean, they are really trying to reload. I mean, I guess they have to though because you know, so Jackie Matthews is gone. Jalen Green is gone. Colin Duncan is gone. Uh, you know, Manuel Forbes obviously is gone. You, you got to have guys back there. So, and and it, it looks like what they're doing is they're taking versatile guys that mm-hmm. they can move around to different positions. Yes. Like you, you got guys that are not. They're not putting. Labels That's what they're going to be doing with Hunter Washington. You know, Hunter he, Washington, he was a corner. Marcus yeah. Banks probably going to move to safety. Both be safeties. They're just trying to get some guys that can go out there and cover somebody. And their Sa- coverage safeties is has been an issue for state because yeah. Jackie Matthews and Colin Duncan both, you know, were not great in. Co- I mean, we talked about Colin Duncan all all season long. You know, great in run support, great tacklers, 
But when you put them out there one on one with receivers, you're just in a mismatch. Well, that looks like what Simeon Blair is, right? And he kind of he, like he's more close to the line. He, but you need you still need guys. You need like those that guys too. too. You, 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 you don't have a lot of. You're still going to have third and two. You, you know? don't have a lot of thumper safeties right now. Yeah, I agree. So they're trying so. to. I think what and I think Darcel McBath is heavily involved in that, mm-hmm. even with the guys that are considered safeties. Yeah, he's kind of the guy that's trying to find those like cover guys in the back end that they can. Kind of move around if they need to. Versatile guys that don't have a label on them that they can move from position to position where they're needed. All right. So Chris Keys, like we said, the third uh, transfer from Mississippi State, joining Kamari Rogers and Radar Jones in this class. Let's move on into basketball. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Like I said, everybody last night was enjoying a fine filet. Will you just stop? What? You should have been there. I, but why do you have to keep throwing it in my face? A fillet mignon. I already had several of those guys send me messages. They were all and, they were all sad. And Friend, I told them the I was sad as well. Yeah. Well. Friends of the program, we will not be releasing names. No, no. We, all we'll those names them. are redacted. That's for right. Sure. But. I'm going to strike that. Strike from the honor. record. I'm going to strike that from the record, please. Yeah, we heard nothing. Anyway, this weekend, any weekend, you know, looking ahead to next weekend, it's going to be cold. So if you want to fire up the grill, it? yeah, it's going to be a cold weekend back in the 50s. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy some grilling because of I mean, you can stand by the fire, put some steaks out there. Or if you want to keep it inside, man, a big pot of chili or vegetable beef soup, taco soup, all of them are great. All of them have beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. You and I went to Two Brothers on Friday. Is that right? Is that when we went? Yeah, we did. It was, it was oh my gosh. It was fantastic. Prime rib sandwich is on the menu now. The, all right, let me tell you how good their food is. Yeah. I was heavily depressed about the Mike Bobo stuff. We were, but I didn't care and while I was eating. I scarfed that thing down. Didn't maybe care it was while I was a, eating. Maybe it was like, you know, I was so depressed I just was hungry. Well, I hate to be the one that tells you this, but when you're depressed, eating makes you feel better. Sometimes. Yeah, that's why. You know, Sometimes, you know, I don't want to That's why eat. I'm so fat. I'm always depressed. Just walking around just like. Yeah, I can tell you're depressed all the time. All around me, all familiar faces. Anyway, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Robbie and I like it. You should, too. Uh, Advantage Business Systems, great products and great service. It's an easy sell, right? But you got to be able to deliver on it. And the easy way to tell if somebody is delivering on, on their customer service, how long have they been open? When it's 47 years, you can feel good about what they're promising you. If you need technology for your business, if you need copiers or printers, laptops, whatever it is, they got you covered at Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, they got you taken care of as well because you're talking to the same guy who made you the sale. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Talked to some guys uh, this weekend. I saw some folks around the hump wearing the Rogues Collegiate Collection. They are all like, Brian, this was a good idea. These shirts are fantastic. These pullovers are fantastic. And I will be a, a customer of the Rogue going forward. Glad to hear it. And they do look good because they've got the logos that you want. They're sharp. They're, they're, they're comfortable. They're the kind of polos you want to wear to the game. No need to look like you know a walking billboard for Adidas. You can, you, can, you can look good and feel good about yourself while you're wearing that shirt. So check out the Rogue and Jackson. Shop at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Mississippi State shot 39.7% from the floor on, uh, on Saturday. They missed, they, they missed uh, half of their free throws, and they still won by 10. Robbie, when I tell you that Ole Miss legitimately might be the worst offensive basketball team I've ever seen, 
I, I'm not pulling your leg there. Yeah, they're really bad offensively. Bad. And Mississippi State, you know, let them hang around for a while, and that, I've never, I can't remember a game that turned as quickly as that one did. Ole Miss is up seven, and then without benefit of a timeout, State goes on a 16 to three run. It gets the lead back up to five. And from there, they just had control of the game. They extended the lead, I think, as much as 12 and ended up winning by 10, 64-54. Uh, if you took my advice and you ran to the Golden Moon Resort and bet the under, you should be debt-free as we speak. Congratulations. I'm not going to play the Dave Ramsey freedom thing for you. Just just know that I'm thinking it. I should have done that. Building a house in these times, I Literally any debt you had, you could have gone to the bank, re- refinanced your mortgage, they hand you the check, you just go down to the Golden Moon, and you could have felt comfortable the whole time. At no point was I like, eh, this could get dicey. No, we no all point. knew. Yeah. We all knew. What, the what, bottom line wasn't, is... Wasn't Tolu... Didn't he go out of the game when they went down seven? With, yeah. With three he didn't, fouls? He only played 15 minutes. Three or four, four fouls. Four fouls. At that he point? He only played 15 minutes. And you're thinking, oh my you're God. You're in trouble. This team Will McNair score. played his best game as a Bulldog. 13 points, six rebounds for him, and a block shot. And kind of just sparked everything for Mississippi State. Yeah. They played outstanding defense. Made some really tough buckets in the paint. He did. And, and that's something State's been lacking these past few weeks. They've been able to get to the rim and, but not get the ball in the hoop. They were able to do that on Saturday. Um, and I just thought that I, it was just very impressive. the way that They needed to win. Mm-hmm. They needed to win you know, because they had lost, you know, lost three straight games. They needed to get out of that. You didn't need to, you know, you'd lost five straight openers to Ole Miss. Yeah. You had the big crowd there. And the, I, I'll be honest, you know, when they're down seven, I'm just looking around like, if this holds up, this is the last big crowd of the season. Yeah. That's it. Nobody's, nobody's coming back. And they instead they, they rally, they play hard. I think I think people are excited about them. It's going to be a grind. It's going to be a process with this team. Nothing's going to ever come easy for them. But they just have to find wins here and there. The, the goal this week is to be one and one. You play Georgia and Auburn. Split. Mm-hmm. Just get they're both on the road. It's going to be tough, but get a split. And yeah, if you Georgia do that, just beat Auburn. So exactly. So you, both, it's a both of those games are winnable. So you just got to win one of them. The SEC has turned out to be a lot tougher than oh, it's a bit of a bloodbath. Missouri is actually pretty good. Yep. Kentucky not great, but you do have to play them on the road, and they're still going to be really talented. You still got two, and you've got games remaining. This is a bad year to have two of your home and aways be Alabama and Tennessee. Yes. Yeah, you got to. I mean, right now you're starting to count down wins. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you get a win, you check it off because, like, at this point, and this has been my thing from the beginning. Like everything this year is gravy for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. If they make it to the postseason, that's awesome because I think that the the future is really bright. I, th- I can you can see, and I think it'll be more apparent as the year goes on. You're going to see that this team gets better and better. I think on the offensive side of the ball, like you'll see that they get that they improve, but there's still a ceiling with this team with mm-hmm. the talent that they have. Um, and I thought, you know, Will McNair doing what he did—that's the—that's the evolution of a team. When you have other players stepping up, you know, we talked about the other day, like there needs to be a rat for Mississippi State. I mean, that was that was McNair and Shaq Moore. That was a guy I mentioned. He needs to make some big plays. I thought he was huge in that in that stretch. Again, I just don't think that there's a value that you can put on Cam Matthews. Agree. What he does is not always on the stat sheet. Although he, he, he can fill up. He the stat is. Sheet. It's, we've people have been asking for this for like 18 years. Brandon Vincent. He's your Brandon Vincent. But he's more versatile than Vincent. Yeah, he can shoot a little more. Yeah. And he's the the growth that he's had as a player has been unreal. But 
that stretch, you know, the passes that he made, what he was doing mm-hmm. on the defensive side, rebounds, that was kind of the spark plug. And I think it was – I was watching the game because I was at the um, – I was at a basketball tournament all day, but I, right. I slipped away for the second half. And I think it was Jay Wright that was that was just, I mean, just going nuts over Cam Matthews. Yeah, J- Jay I believe Wright that's who himself, it was. Yeah. But uh, you know, he was talking about you know just how important he was during that stretch. And Shaq Moore on the defensive end, Shaq Moore plays like he's six six, mm-hmm. and he's the smallest guy on the floor. Eric Reed also. Eric Reed, that shot, the three pointer that Eric Reed hit saved Mississippi State. No, that there was, was fl- that was Deshaun Davis. No, it was Eric Reed. They were down. They were down by seven. I think okay, he hit okay, the three yeah, pointer yeah. to start that yeah, run. Started the run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he started the run with the corner three, mm-hmm. and that gave Mississippi State some juice. The crowd got into it. Mm-hmm. Ole, Ole Miss came down. They didn't really have an offense. They were just kind of throwing up shots, mm-hmm. which is just I mean, their their well, offense under Kermit Davis. And, and not incredible. only the shots for Eric Reed, but five offensive rebounds. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big for a guard. That's a big big stat. Kermit Davis pointed him out by name. Uh, and the, it had to literally drain his his heart to, for Kermit Davis to sit there and talk about how Mississippi State just completely out-toughed his team. Well, but he said did. that. He, that's what I'm saying. He did say it. And it had to kill him to do it. But it's the truth. At the end of the day, in that game, when there was a 50-50 ball, State got it. They wanted it more. They played harder on defense, and they found a way to get, to, get points when Ole Miss couldn't. I've been surprised with Ole Miss under Kermit Davis. I thought that that was going to be a team that was always going to be like really tough and like they are not very tough. And then you know he's like the recruits he has, the talent he has is not bad. Mm -hmm. He's got well, Morell and Ruffin are good enough. Yeah, you would think they would carry him, but and then he's got Brakefield, who's uh, he's okay. Yeah, yeah, but he was not. I mean, he He, made a few plays. He had ten points and seven rebounds. He had a decent game. Morell with nineteen, but yeah. Ole Miss started off the second half six of eight and finished at six of twenty. Yeah, they they had a really good start. They started to the off second half. super hot, but like that to, that was like that the the game the state had yesterday was like the games that they had early in the season mm-hmm. and where, they, where they like were kind of floundering a little bit and Jans let them work through it mm-hmm. and they came out of it and really cruised in the latter part of the ball game and that's what, what people. I've been waiting to see the last few weeks. The other thing to consider is Ole Miss when they went to that zone, it didn't give State the problems that it has. That one three one, yeah, and you know, you know, a year ago that would have been it, and we would have been in the post game with Howland talking about one three one. He's like, well, you know, you think we'd be prepared. He Jans had him had him taken care of, and Jans is like every time I listen to him, I feel like I'm listening to a a random fan. Like Mm -hmm. he, the stuff that he says is what everybody's thinking. And I think that's what's so refreshing about him. He taught you. You mentioned the the crowd, like how you thought that this was going to be it. Yeah, like they, it, they're it not going to be back. Yeah. He talked about that in post game. I was listening on the radio, and he talked about how like all he could think about was if they lose this game, everybody's going to going to just disappear. And he didn't want that to happen. It was it was really a shame, you know, to have back to back really good home crowds and have two losses. So he wanted to win that game. For the fans, he wanted to win that game to continue to show people that his his team is growing and they're going in the right direction. I'm glad that that happened because I really feel like it felt like in that second half that people were just 
dying for Mississippi State to be good at basketball again. Yeah. Like, well, you could when, feel when it State, in the crowd. When like, State went on the run to get the lead, yeah, yeah the crowd was was really, really into like it. Like, this fan base, it, it's, it, feels, got, it feels much different than what it's felt like in the last few years. Like I got a big kick. Out of the basket, out of the band, chanting just like football with a minute to go and state up ten. I was like, "Have you seen this team shoot?" Yeah, Brooks not. Bryant, Bryant, Brooks Bryant. Yeah, not Brooks Bryant. Not Brooks Bryant. Our friend Brooks Bryant thought we were talking. Thought trash we were talking about, about, it. about it, but I was like, Brooks Bryant. Yeah. Anyway, he said the same Important thing. I, I was thinking he was like, "There's a minute to go. This team can't shoot free throws. Worth the crap. What do we do? You, let's make sure we have it in the bag, shall we? You bunch yeah. of psychopaths." And again, still really bad at free throws. They're still bad. At, that is, they would have won that game by like twenty yesterday if they could. Well, they would have beaten third. Alabama too. Yeah. Uh, if state, I think state is like under sixty percent now. I think they're like at fifty nine. They were sixty three coming in the game. They okay, shot under fifty bad. yesterday. So it may not be that bad. But they're they're, they're probably like sixty one, sixty two. You realize if they were just like at seventy five, they'd be averaging like seventy one, seventy two points a game. Yeah. I mean, they would. They might be undefeated. Well, it's like that Bama game. The game plan was great by Chris Jans. Yeah. We're going to attack them in the post, get to the foul well, Jans, line. And Jans mentioned that in the post game. He said, "The good news is we are getting to the line, and that hides a lot of your deficiencies in the half court. Right? You, you got guys that can't shoot, get to the foul line, and get those easy points. But then you problem get, is you can't shoot the from the foul line anyway. But it's really weird about this team. Like I feel like they're better from three point range than they are from the free throw line." I know that it's not a lot better. I know the percentages don't bear that out. I, I get that, but free throw percentages are supposed to be like forty percent higher than your you would think yeah. than your three point percentage. I feel like I like I feel more comfortable with Mississippi State shooting a three pointer than I do a free throw right now. Yeah. So Mississippi State plays Georgia on Wednesday at Georgia, and then they're at Auburn on Saturday, five thirty tip uh, Central Time uh, for the Georgia game, and then seven thirty tip on Saturday for the Auburn game. All right. Tomorrow's show, I do not expect to have any coaching news tomorrow. I don't. Oh, you negative Nancy. I don't expect to have any. We'll see what happens. And then we'll have, a, we'll have some more basketball to talk about, maybe some more recruiting uh, to talk about. As if there well. is some coaching news, just retweet. Just retweet, y'all. Don't 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 even think about it. All right, guys. Have a good one. Robbie, I'll be back with you tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.